Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 91 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. In today's episode, Anna and I talk about a very special topic, which is the relationship with ourselves. I have recently launched a new book, and if you haven't heard about it, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book, or just click the link in the show notes below to read more about it and see if it's the perfect book for you. I hope it is. But basically, my book, what I do is that I talk about the relationship of ourselves in terms of our physical body, looking in the mirror and loving what you see. And a lot of those concepts are based on the fact that once we become our body's best friend, literally every goal we have, so much transformation is possible. And today's episode is in a similar vein because Anna and I talk about really finding that connection with self on an emotional level. And one of the things that we talk about is how when you transform your relationship with yourself, you actually end up transforming all relationships with others outside of you as well, which is the beautiful magic of it all. What we do is that we explore the whole relationship with self, as well as looking at parts of ourselves that we need to deepen that connection. And she really talks about uncovering those wounds and patterns and really bringing awareness to all those parts so that we can work on them and heal them. It was a beautiful conversation, and I think you're in for a treat. So let me introduce you to Anna. Anna empowers couples and individuals to have fulfilling and long-lasting relationships, including their relationship with themselves. Years of failed relationships and a longing for a healthy, long-term committed relationship are the main reasons why one day she decided to seek help. She became a student of intimate relationships, psychology, attachment theory, neurobiology, and eventually became a certified relationship coach. She also found real love with her great man and has been in a committed, growth-oriented relationship for years. Her relationship is a source of strength, support, and inspiration to continue doing the work and live her life's purpose by serving humanity. Here is Anna. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the show. I am very excited to speak with you today. Welcome. Hi, Juliana. Thank you. Really, really glad to be here today. Yes. And sometimes when we have a cool story of how we met, I usually like to share. And we met in one of our mindset trainings, right? Uh, through Dr. John Demartini. And I remember that we were sort of like, I forget if we were in a room together. It was something like that, that we had the opportunity. Yeah, it was. And we had the opportunity to connect deeper. And I instantly connected (laughs) with you. I thought you're such a wonderful person. And I love what you do professionally as well. So I really wanted to have you on the show. So I'm very excited that we are doing this right now. And to get us started, 
tell us in your own words, what does confidence mean to you? Yeah, what a great question. I, I think that confidence for me means I know who I am. I know I'm not putting myself above other people or below other people. Mm-hmm. I can see people eye to eye. And when I say that I know who I am, I also know what I don't, um, what I don't know. I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That is such a beautiful angle to it because I think a lot of times when people think of confidence, they think of all the things that they're good at, right? (laughs) They think of the things that they know, but also kind of looking at that balance. So the other side of that perspective really makes you very clear about your lane. And, you know, the more we stay in our value structure, right, the more confident we become. So, so that is such a beautiful description. And then the one thing I wanted to get us started with, and one of the things I know about you as a certified relationship coach is that you became a student of intimate relationships, right? And I know you work with couples and the, the angle that I wanted to bring today taking all your experience working couples is really looking at the relationship we have with ourselves. So talk to us a little bit about how to start looking and re- like strengthening that relationship we have with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so knowing ourselves is, is a key element of building a relationship with ourselves. Like we, we can't have a relationship with ourselves if we don't know ourselves, if we don't know who we are. So the first step in having a relationship with ourselves is, is knowing ourselves at a really deep level. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's one example that I, I like to use, which is, um, it's like who, who we are, we attract a partner who mirrors who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes, like I see this in my clients and, and I see this in myself and my own journey into um, being in a long-term relationship. Oftentimes what happens is we, we know and love the parts of ourselves that we like. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for example, if, if you think that you're, that you're smart, if you think that you're um, a good business owner, if you think that you're um, kind, like those are the things that we love of our ourselves and we see those things right yeah um but there's also there's also things about ourselves that we tend to not want to look at absolutely Uh, and and these are wounds from the past um parts about ourselves that we reject and what ends up happening is that in our unconscious, we have all these parts of ourselves that we, that we judge, that we reject, that we, we call them um, exiles. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> so we just want to push them away. We want them to go away. 
and and the problem is if we don't embrace those parts if we don't learn to love them just like the rest of the parts that we like mm-hmm. then they start creating noise they start creating drama yeah and and that really impacts the type of partner that we attract and it impacts the the relationship that that we end up that we end up having absolutely i love that one of the things that i love to sort of the way i like to look at at this is very much like all the relationships not even just romantic ones but even familiar ones or career ones everybody's just like this person holding a mirror towards ourselves right and the parts those relationships say that if they bring a little bit of chaos and drama they're just reflecting back very much like you said those wounds and those parts of us that we don't love right um a quote i recently very coincidental timing wise that i posted to the timing of this recording by Rumi was that uh criticism and those types of like say information given to us just keeps polishing our mirror and i find that so profound right in the sense that they're just reflecting those parts of us that we are not loving right that we are wounded about so for somebody that knows that there's some deep wounds but a little tricky to find them sometimes especially if, you know somebody listening have never really contemplated this type of perspective before mm-hmm. how would you go about starting to uncover those parts of us that we are not loving so that we can shed light and work towards, you know, healing that loving relationship with that part. Yeah. Yeah. So a good first step is to look at our relationships and I appreciate how you said it's not just romantic relationships. It's, it's family, it's friends, it's coworkers, Mm -hmm. um, it's clients, it's, And um, so whenever we find something in another person that we judge, that shines the light to a part of ourselves that we are trying to disown, that we're trying to exile. Yes. Hey there. Have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoinus.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book, so go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now, back to the episode. Yeah. Absolutely. And how can we go into actually finding those parts of ourselves? Like, you know, say that there's many chaotic relationships going on at the same time in a person's life, right? How would you start to really uncover so that you can do something about those parts? 
Yeah. So if if there's something that if I find a common theme about things that I judge in other people, um, the next step is to like the first step is to like be aware that that's happening. Mm-hmm. And instead of making about them to look in myself at examples where I am just like them right. or similarly. Yeah. So, so to be specific, um, I, yeah, I'm trying to think about like an example from, from my own life. So yeah, recently I was, I was feeling um, really triggered because I'm working with a coach that I perceive one day she loves me and then the next day she challenges me. Mm. So on one hand, she's like putting me up on a pedestal and then the next day she's dropping me. And this is all my perspective. Right. So um, to look at an example of where am I like her? And then when I start thinking about it, I can see that I have a client where I do the same thing, where one day I love her and then the next day I don't. And I really challenge her. Interesting. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting that it's like, this is a coach and I'm a client and I'm a coach and I've been doing this with a client. Yes. And when I stop and instead of trying to pretend that I'm like this coach who loves all my clients and when I stop and I think about how I do the same thing that I don't like when my coach does with me and I do that with a client, I'm like, oh, I can see that about myself. Interesting. Hmm. That is really brave to even be able in the moment, you know, to recognize that. And I think that's so powerful and that is so true, right? That, you know, anything that we, like you said, react to, I just wanted to reinforce that point that somebody else, we think that they're doing to us, right? We are doing the same in a different form or in a different set of circumstances, right? But the the essence of it, it's still taking place in a way. And I think once you recognize that, it's so, so special. Because if you're blaming her for her behavior, now we're blaming self, right? For the same behavior. So in this case, and I love the example that you gave. So in this example, specifically, what are next steps? So say somebody, let's, I know it's your story, but let's just say somebody else is in the same shoes and they recognize, wow. I am doing the same to my family or to my clients. What happens next? Um, so then the next step is to look at the benefits, mm-hmm. right? Like what's, what's the benefit to me of my coach doing that? Mm-hmm. And when I can unpack that and see that the benefits for me are that I can see her as a human being. Yes. Right? I can see that she is as imperfect 
then it burst whatever fantasy I had that she that she was a great coach. Mm-hmm. And then I'm 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 at a similar level as her. I'm not putting myself below her anymore. Right. I can see her that she's human. Right. Yeah, I really like that because it's not that we're diminishing how we see the other person, right? We are just not necessarily diminishing ourselves towards that person. It's more everybody is at the same playing field, right? And even in terms of how you probably learn from her changes, right? Because, you know, one of the things, let's stay on the coaching world that I've experienced is when I have put my coaches on pedestals. And sometimes the information given to me did not agree with my heart. And mm-hmm. I struggle because I forced myself to do something I wasn't aligned with because I perceived they knew more, they knew better, they knew differently, right? But when you sort of neutralize that pedestal, like you say, and we're in the same playing field, then I think it's easier to use discernment, right? So you can listen, you can see how it feels in your body. Do you agree? Is this the right thing for you at this time? And you can proceed without that attachment. Do you think attachment is one of the big words that come, right? In relationships. And a lot of times it's because there's somebody on a pedestal, there's somebody down below, right? In how we see the world. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Absolutely. So, so just like to summarize, so in terms of this step, so the first step that you said is very much that awareness, right? And really looking for those common themes in life. And I know there's different ways to do this, right? Some people like to journal, other people, you know, just do more like, uh, like myself, more abstract mind mapping and things like that. Like, the more I think we document, the easier it becomes, right? Because those types of activities and the steps you're saying, if we just do it in our heads, I think it just gets very convoluted. Um, so do you have any best practices in terms of how would somebody go about, is it through journaling, like list making to look for those common themes? Yeah. So I find that journaling is, is what works best for me is, um, and it's, it's about paying attention to the feedback that I'm getting from the world around me. Yeah. And, and definitely like we're, we're talking about like following a process here that people may not be familiar with or may have not done before. Yeah. And it's always helpful to find either a coach or a mentor who can help you like unpack, um, unpack this process. Absolutely. Which is true because I like to call it like our emotions, like this ball of yarn and it's, it's all there, but it's all tangled up. Right. (laughs) And somebody having somebody else's perspective to help you find like the little beginning thread to even start untangling things can be super helpful. And I think that writing process for me, I find that as I'm writing, like things come out in the writing that I wasn't even fully consciously aware of, you know, it's almost like I pull from my subconscious as I'm like in this crazy writing process, which doesn't happen if I'm typing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to find your medium, right. That you can really gather these pieces of information to then look for those patterns because like I said, awareness is so important. And then looking in yourself, where do you do it to? Right. And then the third step that you described is 
looking for those benefits. Now, in the case, so let's just bring it back to the relationship with yourself, right? So in the case of a lot of our listeners, one of the strategies and coping mechanisms that comes that women struggle with when they find my work is that they use food and sometimes alcohol, like glasses of wine and whatnot, as almost like coping strategies, right? To like say they're late at night, they're tired, they had a crazy day. It's almost like this rebel, like me time, you know, just want to just do this for myself. So they're giving to everybody else, but to themselves, they're giving coping mechanisms and coping strategies. So unpack that for us a little bit. Like, how do you look at it from the body's relationship with self when we're using those strategies and we don't even realize that's what we're doing? Yeah. So, so again, uh, awareness is the first step, right? Like noticing that I am reaching for a glass of wine or I'm reaching for um, a slice of pie or I'm reaching for um like, what is it that I'm reaching for? And to me, that in, indicates a sign that I, I need, I need soothing. Yeah. Right? So I like to not make wrong um, those behaviors and instead being aware of them because yes. you know this, you know this, the moment we, we make it wrong, then we're just punishing ourselves more when really what we want is comfort and soothing. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So what I, what I recommend in that case is to find substitutes, Mm -hmm. find a substitute that, that my, that might resonate better with my body. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know that reaching for a glass of wine is, is quick is right there. I know that as soon as I have two or three sips, whatever pain and discomfort will get numbed. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so find other ways, um, to replace that, that, that vehicle, because that's what it is. The wine is a vehicle and there are many vehicles out there. And you may find that maybe going on a walk, or having a glass of sparkling water with juice works better for you. But it's being aware and it's finding other vehicles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that concept because I think what we're really after is like you said, is the soothing. It's a feeling, right? And there's other ways to get the same feeling without using methods that you either perceive are wrong, right? Because it's a self-judgment here we're talking about, or methods that you know that when you do that, so say, for example, you know, drink a glass of wine and that becomes a bottle of wine and then you're no longer productive and it just triggers a cycle, right? For some women from all these years working in this field. So finding a different method, right? To get the same soothing sensation as you're working on your mindset and doing your digging and looking for those pieces, right? Um, That you were working on loving without derailing everything through those coping mechanisms, right? So I really like that. I think it's a very solid strategy that's achievable, right? That everybody can find something else, at least one thing, one go-to, right? To replace them with. Yeah. And, and I like to reflect on why am I doing this? And it goes back to like the relationship with myself. 
And it's making the relationship with myself a priority so that I can have better relationships with other people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's prioritizing ourselves, prioritizing yes. our relationship with ourselves. I know that I can go for the glass of wine and I know that the next day I'm going to wake up with a little bit of a hangover. I know I'm not going to feel as connected to myself. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel as connected to other people. So when I reach for that glass of wine now, I ask myself, is this the best for me right now? Right. Absolutely. And let's talk about prioritization of self. Like, I think it's the perfect segue to the second part of what I was hoping to chat with you about. And I'll just kind of describe a scenario because that's, I'll say, the scenario for a lot of clients that come to me, that they have a very busy family life. They have a very busy career, either in corporate or as a business owner. And there's physically not enough. And then friends need them, aging parents, like the stress of the world. And often they find themselves at the end of the day, very tired. That's when they have this tiny window of time for themselves, right? In the scenario, which is, I would say, quotations, like the reality for a lot of women nowadays, how can we go about prioritizing ourselves? Yeah. I, um, there's a, there's a line that I use with my clients, Mm -hmm. which is when you get on a plane and you know how they're giving like uh, the flight attendants are giving the instructions and they say in the case of an emergency, um, a mask will, an oxygen mask will drop fasten your oxygen mask first before you help any other people. That is putting ourselves first. I think I think so often we, we live in a fantasy that the more we do for others, the better, mm. right? Yeah. And we don't realize that it comes at the expense of us. Yes. That is so, cool. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's true that we we live in a culture where the more we do is like the more I'm worth it, the more I'm worth it of love, the more I'm worth it of wealth, the more I'm worth it of just feeling the blank. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Weight Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is weight release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs, and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below to learn more, 
visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. Ooh, <laughs> you uncover something really juicy here. I love that perspective. And if, so there's a part of it that I'm hearing as you're explaining this, that a part of it may be rooted in worthiness, right? Of even in a way of feeling like we are needed, right? Like by making ourselves needed. Um, but the other side of it too is that perception that the more we give, the better it is for both sides. And that may not be true, right? And I think one of the primary ways that I say to women, like when you say no to someone else, you're assuming that that's bad for them, but you're blinded to the other half of the coin that you're making them, you're giving them a gift at the same time, right? So I think kind of relate to that as well, that if we're not doing as much for other people, you know, maybe you're giving them opportunities to step up and do ourselves or, you know, do it differently, right? Than the way that we thought it had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next step is get clear about your priorities. Yes. Get clear about where does your family stand on your list of priorities? Where does your business um, slash your job your physical health. So there's, there's a list of like seven areas of life that get clear about what's your priority. Mm -hmm. And then from there setting boundaries. Yes. And say every morning from let's say seven to eight, I'm going to block time for my yoga, my, my going on a walk, uh, maybe doing meditation, maybe sitting and having coffee with my partner, whatever that is, but setting those boundaries and creating that structure around it so that you can live life according to what matters most to you. Mm-hmm. And I think you hit on something really important. And I think that's at least from my work specifically where I see the women struggle most. So when they get clear on their priorities, they realize that they are not at the top of the list. You know, their career is, their family is, sometimes even like their community and volunteering work, those things are. So how can a woman that, let's just say when they do the exercise and look at their priority list and they're not in the top, like their health and well-being is not on the top of the list, how can they shift that priority list so they can do what you said, you know, putting time towards, fulfilling their own selves and filling their cup. Yeah. So if you find that like your family is number one, your job or your business is number two, and you are number three, just get real that in order to do your job or run your business well, you need to take care of yourself in order to Um, be there for your family, you need to take care of yourself. So once you see that, that you really cannot be spot number three, Mm -hmm. that everything else needs you, hopefully that will help you like reframe your priorities and see how important it is that you are higher up on the list. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's really like stacking up all the reasons, right? Right. Having more, you know, time for yourself and better health will actually help you fulfill your family or career in this example, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that is cool because, you know, a lot of times this type of conversation is very abstract, right? <laughs> you know, it's just like more theoretical. And I think the things that we're talking about are more like actual practical steps that we can do. Like the way I visualize in my mind is like, we're just like shifting this little dial in your brain, like, tick, 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 you know, and as it ticks, like you start to make more and more you know, narrow pathway connections to actually see it differently. Right. Um, Because it's not about forcing the yoga on your schedule, right. It's about choosing it. And -hmm. I think a lot of times people don't sustain a lot of the weight loss habits, right. Which is really my area of expertise because you're forcing it rather than choosing it. Right. Yeah. And, and knowing that if you don't make those decisions, the outer world is going to make those decisions. So, (laughs) so yeah. So not to scare anybody, but I was, I found myself at 28 years old in the emergency room with a heart arrhythmia, Mm. which was only the result of working super, super hard, not taking care of myself not making myself a priority, working long hours. So again, it's it's not to, to scare you, it's just to let you know that your your body is keeping track. You can't, we can't cheat our bodies that way. Yeah. Hmm. I love you mentioned that, Anna, because my story is true that, you know, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue at that time, but I went through like a four month burnout period as well. And that was my exiting from corporate into my full-time entrepreneurial kind of endeavors. And Mm -hmm. I love those stories also to show to women that, you know, you don't need to wait as long as we did, (laughs) you know, like you can choose to prioritize your health before your body, in my case, had to scream at me to pay attention, right? Because our symptoms are feedback of something our body's trying to tell us. And there's so much power in being proactive, right? And doing some of these steps and really building this solid relationship with yourself, not just because now we absolutely have no choice, we need it health-wise, but because we choose ourselves. And I think that is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And to bring all of that back to... Um, like romantic relationships, right? Yeah. Is where we started. I, I, I want a relationship with my partner that is balanced. Yes. Um, I don't want a relationship where he has to be taking care of me because I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent point. So the more, the more we have, we learn to have, um, healthy, solid relationship with ourselves, we bring that into a romantic relationship and, and really all, all the relationships in our life. Yes, I love it. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it will only be like this, <laughs> you know, beautiful, almost like fairy tale, right? I think even from an expectation standpoint with self and others, I think having the acceptance that there's going to be challenges, there's going to be beautiful times. And it's the the acceptance of both, right? That I think really makes it like really solid. I look at my relationship with my husband. We've been together for over 15 years now and we have a very happy marriage, like very happy. And 
we have lots of challenges, right? But we face them together. We process through this stuff so much quicker than before that we would dwell and try to, you know, like understand why this happened. So I think it's so cool that the more of this work that we do, how beautifully it impacts all relationships, right? Like I find it hard even to watch like an aggravating TV show and start judging the people on the show because I started thinking, oh my gosh, what parts of myself are they activating right now (laughs) that I have some loving to do? (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting. It will change your experience of watching entertainment as well. Just (laughs) like, (laughs) spoiler alert. (laughs) It's great, right? It's almost practice, but at the same time, it's like, oh no, (laughs) I uncover something else. Oh, that is so good. And I like, I really, I love this conversation so much. And I think that that is probably one of the biggest wins that women can do is really starting with self, right? I'm going to actually share something with you that there is a poet back home in Brazil and his name was Mario Quintana. He was my favorite poet growing up and I don't know why, but he was. And translating one of the sentences that he, he says, I often have that in my Uh, work presentations that he says that instead of chasing the butterflies, take care of your garden and the butterflies will come to you. And I've always adored this quote. I think it's so beautiful, right? And it's kind of, I think, fits nicely what we're saying here, because you're talking about really building that beautiful relationship with yourself, which is your inner garden. And then the butterflies would be partners, like romantic and even like career and whatnot. They will be attracted to us, right? So I think it fits it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a really beautiful quote. And it reminded me that uh, there might be people, uh, women who are listening and who have kids. Yes. So um, your behaviors, uh, you're modeling that to your kids. Um, I remember my dad used to work 12 hours a day, holidays, weekends, and, and that's where I first made a connection that working hard is how, is, is how you advance in life. Yeah. um, So yeah, remember that what you model to your kids, they're, they're watching, they're learning. Absolutely. Very great reminder. Thank you so much for bringing that in. And it's true. And a lot of our early, you know, experiences in life really sets the stage of what we think is reality, right? I even see like in our family with like my nephews and stuff. And it's so cute to see the things they, the way they understand the world, because it's based on their experiences at home, right? So um, that is so true. And on top of all the benefits we talked about really being that, you know, household role model, I think is such a, a benefit as well of building that beautiful relationship with self. Yeah, that's wonderful. So Anna, for anybody that is, I know you focus mostly on relationship for couples, right? So tell us a little bit more about what you do and how can people find out more about your work? Yeah, so um, I call myself a transformational relationship coach because Mm -hmm. I help people transform their relationship, starting with the relationship with themselves. Love um, yeah, so I work with couples, I also work with individuals. And the best place for people to find me and my work is on my website. Um, the website is 
anaruiz.life, and that is spelled A-N-A-R-U-I-Z dot L-I-F-E. So people can go into my website. They can um, learn about the work that I do. Um, I offer a free one-hour clarity session for both couples and individuals. Wonderful. Yep. And um, you can schedule your session on the website. It's, It's easy to find the the buttons to book your session. And in that meet, we, in that hour, we meet and we, I'll ask you lots of questions and um, help you get clear about what's going on um, with you and your relationship and help you with a map of how to um, get the results that you want. I love it. That's wonderful. And for anybody interested in booking the call with Anna, I'm going to add the link to the show notes. So if you just want to look below the episode and click, that's going to be available for you as well. Thank you so much, Anna, for your time, for sharing your expertise and for really helping us look at the relationship of ourselves in such a different, but very special way. I really appreciate your time today. You're so welcome, Juliana. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come here and and share. And it was great reconnecting with you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous. And I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.